Hi, I'm Brian. And I'm Michaela. And this is Drink the Movies. A podcast where each week we try to recreate a classic movie drink and discuss the movie that inspired it. Thanks for joining us. Now let's drink the movies. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well... That's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hello, and welcome to episode 53 of Drink the Movies. I'm Brian here, as always, with Michaela. Michaela, our first ever episode was a Christmas film. Uh, That's when we got started. So this marks the one-year anniversary. We've been doing this for a year, and it is back with some more Christmas movies. Yes, of course it is, because it's the best time of the year. It's so great. It's I can't believe it's been a year since we've been doing this. And it's always nice to go and do some holiday classics, uh, pick up some really fun kind of holiday cocktails that you can serve at a party or just amongst friends. Um, or just to yourself or just to yourself. I mean, especially, especially with these really cold nights, there's a lot of, a lot of options out there. If you like sweet or savory or more, um, you know, boozy cocktails, there's a lot that, that, that happens this month. And it's not just for Christmas, right? Hanukkah is this month. Um, it's actually, uh, in, in a couple of days. So it's the right time to celebrate no matter who you are. Um, it's just great. I'm very excited. (laughs) That's right. It is a very festive time of year indeed. So we had Thanksgiving here in the U S last week. So everyone had a good meal and now it's time to get the house all decorated up. Michaela, did you get your uh, tree put up yet? I have, I actually became a Christmas elf, uh, over this past weekend. And I put up every single holiday festive thing in my house. Uh, I've only done the inside at this point, the outside, uh, I was going to wait because it started to rain. It was very rainy and cold. Mm, So, mm -hmm. um, probably not the best from a safety perspective to go out and deal with electricity at that point. But on the inside, it looks like Christmas has come to town. It's awesome. My 12 foot tree is up. It's great. That sounds great. Um, and hopefully no one comes in and steals your Christmas tree and tries to ruin Christmas. You know, like the uh, the poor people there in Whoville have happened to them. So if we're going to go and rescue Christmas for the Who's of Whoville, we better grab a cocktail. We do need to have a cocktail, but I think we need two options. We need one for the adults and one for the kiddos. That sounds good to me. I will handle the adults. You take the kids uh, and feel free to jazz that one up, uh, you know, in case there are any adults uh, hanging around that uh, punch bowl. So why don't we take a quick break and we will be back to talk about this week's cocktails. This week, we're doing two cocktails. You get two for the price of one. Actually, you get three because you get one for the adults. You get one for the kiddos. And then the kiddo one can also be totally for adults with the right addition of a couple of key ingredients. That's right. Yeah. If you have the right mindset, anything is possible. Yes. Now our first comes from our Wabi Sabi life and it's called the Grinch cocktail. Yeah, that's right. And that's the one I handled. So this is the adults only version of the cocktail. Um, it's called the Grinch and, uh, it's called that because it's very green, just like the, uh, 
antagonist slash protagonist of uh, this week's film. I don't know. He's something. Uh, he's not a very pleasant guy, but he does have a mean cocktail. So let me run you through these ingredients. And there's a lot of them. So it's a half ounce of vodka, a half ounce of blue curacao, a half ounce of rum, a half ounce of Midori, five ounces of pineapple juice, and a splash of Sprite. So you're basically going to put all of those ingredients, uh, sands the Sprite in a cocktail shaker, uh, shake that up, and then strain it into a glass with some ice, and then you know float a little bit of Sprite on top. Uh, and then if you want to do a garnish, you can rim that with some red sanding sugar. Um, the recipe says to uh, dip your glass into simple syrup and then into the sanding sugar. Uh, that seemed more complicated than it needed to be. So I just dipped it in a little bit of the Sprite and then did it into the sanding sugar. Um, so, but yeah, it's very beautiful. It's, it's a lot of ingredients. My parents are in town and I started pulling all the things out for this. And my mom's like, is that all for one drink? And I said, yes, yes, it is. It's way too many ingredients for something uh, called the Grinch cocktail, uh, but it is green. It is festive. Um, and it is, it's pretty good. It's very tropical tasting with the pineapple juice and the rum and the blue curacao. Um, I will say that I made this again uh, from my father and I. Uh, he's a big fan of rum drinks. And I thought that this would be better without the Midori. I didn't really like the melon component of the cocktail. Uh, so if you take that out, then it's just more of a regular kind of like tiki drink. So you have your blue curacao and rum and the pineapple juice. And that was pretty good. I like that a lot better. But, you know, try it with, try it without. And let us know. Michaela, I don't know if you had a chance to mix this one up. We weren't able to get together for this week's cocktails. Yeah, I did mix this up. And I think you're right. I'm not a Midori person because the, the melon is just super sweet to me. So it, it adds a syrupy factor to it that can get real old real quick. Now, mm -hmm. I will say in this, it was cut beautifully by the pineapple. So it wasn't too bad. Um, but I did prefer the second way that you made it. Right. So mm -hmm. <laughs> that was amazing. And it was still pretty green, which was nice. So, yeah, I was worried about that. I, I assumed just kind of, you know, in the top of my head that the Midori was what gave it its green color, but it's really, it's not, it's the blue curacao mixing yeah. with the, the, uh, you know, that yellowish pineapple juice. That's what makes it green. Um, and so on our website, I'll have, uh, you know, pictures of both with the Midori and without, you can see kind of the color difference, but it's pretty close. Um, and like I said, it, it was it was pretty good. This would be fun. I guess if you're having a little cocktail party, it looks really pretty with the red sanding sugar on the rim. And Michaela, I think that your punch had some red sanding sugar as well. Apparently that was the theme for these Grinch recipes. Yeah. Yeah. They were the, so all of these drinks are going to be green in color. And if you put them with some red sanding sugar rimmed on the top, it's going to look very Christmassy. Uh, it really is just a, a, question of what you want to taste when you drink it. So mm -hmm. this one, um, this is both uh, kid friendly and uh, it's boozy optional. So you can make it adult friendly as well. Um, this comes from delish.com and it's called the Grinch punch. It's also got quite a few of ingredients, but the big difference I think between this one and yours, Brian, is that this one is meant to be a punch. So it is a mm -hmm. lot. So if you don't want to make something for like 18 people, maybe cut it in half or quarter it down uh, accordingly. So I am reading this entire uh, list as if you were making it for a punch. Okay. Mm -hmm. So the first thing you're going to need is a packet of Kool-Aid lemon lime mix. Uh, that can be kind of hard to find. Lemon lime is not a very popular flavor. So uh, you can order it on Amazon or you can find it in a grocery store. Um, if you don't 
have the ability to do that. You can always use like a crystal light lemonade or Kool-Aid lemonade. Uh, this is not mm -hmm. what gives it its greenness either, but it certainly helps. So you would add that to four cups of water and you would be making basically four cups of Kool-Aid. Um, you're yeah. going to add this to four cups of ice, three cups of a lemon lime soda. So you can use Sprite. You can use seven up, you can use squirt. There's a lot of lemon lime stuff out there. Um, whatever one you want to use. And if you know, you're watching your sugars, you can do diet or full sugar. It's really up to you. Two cups of pineapple juice, one cup of ginger ale. And so you would mix all of that up. Now, what I like to do and what I recommend for this, if you're going to have this as a party um, kind of punch for kids is mm -hmm. mix everything that I've just said, put it into a punch bowl, and then add a little bit of vodka to the adult ones. If you're going to add and create a punch that is just for adults, you're going to add two cups of vodka into this mix and then mix it all together and pour it into a punch bowl and serve with some really beautiful red sanding sugar rimmed glasses. So it really kind of depends. Um, we had some friends over and uh, they were children and adults. So we did what I said first, which is we created the punch for the kids. We let them taste it and drink it with the red sanding sugar. They felt very adult and very fancy. It was great. And then we added vodka to our glasses and then uh, covered it with the punch, gave it a little stir and voila. And voila. Yes, this one was pretty good too. Um, like I said, it'd be really good for a, you know, a holiday party um, and this week's film, The Grinch is a good one to put on in the background because it's kind of kind of musical and uh, fun. You know, everyone loves it. So, um, yeah, definitely make up that punch or, you know, try your hand at making up the Grinch cocktail if you're wanting something a little more tropical uh, feeling, uh, a little tropical flavor to your uh, holiday uh, drink list this year. And let us know what you think about those. But Michaela, we have our two drinks made up. We better take a quick break. And then we'll be back to talk about uh, this week's film. It's a it's a TV film. That's probably the first for Drink the Movies. And by probably, I mean it definitely is a first for Drink the Movies. So yes. uh, let's take a quick break and we'll be right back to talk about How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Spoiler warning for How the Grinch Stole Christmas. If you've not yet seen this made-for-TV classic that's only 26 minutes long, you should press pause. You should go watch it. You should not watch any of the others because they're not the same. They are not created equal. But once you have watched the original the 1961 version or 1966 version, come back and we can chat about it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so, yeah, spoiler warning for, uh, you know, the 1966 animated classic. Uh, and basically, you know, this is the same story <laughs> in the in the live action yeah. film and the next uh computer animated film and there's a musical as well so spoiler warning for all of that but you probably know the story anyway and like we said this came out in 1966 you've had plenty of time to watch it because it's been on television every year since then and it was based on the dr seuss classic book which came out in like 1957 or something like that so uh, just a few years before this one was directed by Chuck Jones and Ben Washam, and it stars Thurl Ravenscroft, he's the one doing the singing in The Grinch, and Boris Karloff, who is the narrator and the Grinch in this one. So uh, that's pretty awesome. Uh, so I was doing a little research 
because, uh, you know, this is pretty short. So I wanted to have some good things to talk about. So Boris Karloff, uh, most famous probably for playing Dr- or Frankenstein, right? And those old uh, horror films. So yes. he, had his, he had his first acting credit in 1919, which was a long time ago. And he had his last acting credit in 1971, uh, which was actually two years after he passed away. So some stuff that he'd already filmed. But that is quite the career, Michaela. That is quite the career. Wow. And he's got such a great voice, right? I mean, he's he did a lot and his voice, but his voice was very iconic, I think, in, in a lot of his roles. What was his last acting credit in? Do you know? Uh, let's have a quick look through the magic of editing. Yeah, so his last acting credit was for the film Alien Terror. Uh, he played a character by the name of Professor John Mayer. So um, okay. he, yeah, so would have, you know, filmed that, you know, shortly uh, before he passed away in 1969 there and then, you know, finally finally came out. But yeah, so having like a 52-year career in films is pretty, uh, you know, pretty amazing. He had like over 200 acting credits. Uh, wow. and, and yeah, this is, <laughs> I, you know, Pretty well known for Frankenstein, obviously, but but everyone knows his voice from this one. Yes, everyone. And of course, Thorough Ravenscroft. I mean, if you don't know this, and I didn't know this uh, maybe until maybe 10, 15 years ago, uh, but Tony the Tiger, yeah. they're great. Frosted yeah, Flakes, man. He's uh, it's the same guy, which is really cool. But now you can't unhear it. So sorry, and you're welcome. <laughs> You can't unhear it. And apparently he was not credited originally for singing the song. So Dr. Seuss made it a point to write letters to all of the newspapers that were reviewing the uh, the show, the TV show, to make sure that they gave him credit for, you know, the one who's uh, doing, you know, that very famous, you're a mean one, uh, Mr. Grinch, which is now, of course, a holiday staple. And you know, you'll hear it, you know, several times here over the next uh, month or so. So uh, you hear it yeah. several times in the movie itself. I mean, it's kind of hard to get away from. So yeah, that that's true. It basically uh, plays through the whole thing. But uh, this film really, it really came in kind of like this decade of where these TV studios were putting out these holiday classics. So it kind of got kicked off like in 1964 with Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Uh, Charlie Brown came out in 1965 and then The Grinch here in 1966. And then you had stuff like Frosty the Snowman and Santa Claus is Coming to Town kind of, you know, in the late 60s and into the early 70s. So it was like a decade of where there was this big holiday like family event uh, that was on TV. Um, And then those things repeated every year. So this, so... How the Grinch Stole Christmas was on TV every year from 1966 to 1987 on CBS, uh, who owned the rights to it. And then, you know, the rights kind of changed hands, but it's still, it's been on television every year since 1966, which is a pretty impressive run for something. Yeah, absolutely. It's one of, it's probably one of the longest continuous uh, running uh, films on television, at least in America, right? Uh, Maybe of all time because it, it is a staple that has been around and uh and it's so and it's so short it's easy for television shows to to kind of put it into their lineup right because it's not mm-hmm. two and a half hours it's 30 minutes and that's with commercials so yeah that's right so uh let's uh, run through this story here real quickly so basically you have a town at the bottom of a mountain uh it's called whoville and then you have this mountain and it is called mount crumpet and at the top of mount crumpet 
lives a Grinch. And the Grinch is the Grinchiest Grinch that ever did Grinch. Uh, he doesn't like Christmas <laughs> because all the Who's down in Whoville, they start singing, they start having fun, they're making a lot of noise. Grinch doesn't like noise. Uh, so I, you know, I kind of, I see where he's coming from. You know, doesn't want to be bothered. Uh, it's Christmas. It's just another day. Uh, why should they be having so much fun, uh, making all this noise? So what is a mean old Grinch to do? But formulate a plan to take Christmas. Right. He wants to stop Christmas from coming. He's got to figure it out. Now, there's a couple of theories as to why the Grinch is so mean and unhappy and wants mm-hmm. to share his meanness and unhappiness with others. Some people think that his shoes were not uh, or too tight, um, which can make anybody grumpy. Some people mm-hmm. think his head's not screwed on right. But some people believe that it's because his heart was just too small, two sizes too small. And there's, there's only one way to fix that really, right? And so he decides in his infinite wisdom that he's going to uh, pretend to impersonate Santa Claus. And there's this really uh, great kind of scene with him and his dog, Max, who's like the life of the show. This poor Max, he gets like yeah. prodded and beaten and he gets like <laughs> stuff attached to him because so he looks like a reindeer and it's, yeah. and he's just like the happiest, sweetest dog, which is interesting, right? Because the Grinch is really grumpy, but he definitely loves Max. <laughs> yeah. He, you know, and he, Max definitely loves him. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Max is, is the absolute best. He ties some antlers to his head and it weighs Max down. So he has to cut the antlers off. So he just has like one, like <laughs> stick, weird looking antler, horn like, thing. like, like sticking out. Um, it's, it's like pretty dog good, but unicorn. yeah. That's right. So so Max and the Grinch head down into Whoville, a uh, very perilous journey, taking the sled all the way down Mount Crumpet. But they get there. Uh, they need to keep Christmas from happening. So got to steal all the things, stealing stockings, stealing Christmas trees, stealing toys, toy trains. He's stealing, you know, the roast beast. Uh, roast beast is a feast I can't stand in the least. Uh, yeah, he's taken everything, every he last little thing. He took all the pudding and the who hash. The last can of who hash. I don't even know what that is, but your, your heart breaks a little because he doesn't yeah. even leave like morsels for the mouse, for the who mice and, yeah. and, and yeah. the mice are awake and they're looking at this guy like, how, how could you, how could you do this? And of yeah. course uh, you get the, the, the overture of, you know, all the ways in which the Grinch is really mean in the mm-hmm. song, right. As he's kind of slithering around, like he looks like a snake. It's really yeah, that's yeah, that, that's right. So basically, the Grinch—he is basically a criminal. He's broken into all of these houses, stolen all of their things. Uh, he at one point gets confronted by a very sweet little Cindy Lou Who, uh, who comes out and he, she's like, "Santa Claus, why are you stealing my tree, bro?" Um, but <laughs> she's but, a little cuter than that, I think. <laughs> why? Why are you stealing my Christmas tree? Why? But the Grinch, Grinch is a pro. He says, "I got to take it." Uh, back to the North Pole, there's a light. It's not working just right. So he stuffs the tree up the chimney. Uh, why you'd have to take a whole tree to fix one light, that doesn't make any sense. Cindy Lou uh, really let one over on her right there. Uh, but yeah, he steals all of the Christmas stuff and he gets back up on top of Mount Crumpet. Uh, it's a perilous journey again. Uh, yeah, he, Christmas Christmas is ruined, so thanks the Grinch. But yeah. that's not that's not really the spirit of Christmas. It's not things, Michaela. It's not, it's not. So his, the thing that he hates most of all is when at the end of their big feast and at the end of their 
you know, big exchange of gifts and they have all these things. And of course, in true Dr. Who's or in true Dr. Seuss uh, fashion, all the names are like Tartinkers and Garbinkers and Perplunkers and Dudinkers and all sorts of really cool things. Right. And so after all of these things and all the noise, his thing that he hates most of all is that they all stand around this big Christmas tree or this big tree in the middle of town and they sing this song. Now, I still don't know what the song is saying. Uh, I don't mm-hmm. know. I think it's in who language. I don't know. Because the who's aren't really humans. They're like who's. I. It's hard to yeah. find, I don't know. They look kind of like... <laughs> almost like cats, maybe like park cat, park people. I don't know. Um, but they sing say, this yeah. song and they all hold hands. And so he is, he is on this ledge with this giant ramshackle sled and like these huge bags. And he's waiting for, to, for, to hear them cry and be sad. And that doesn't happen because that's not what they care about. They just care about each other. And so they still come around this big Christmas tree and they still are singing, even though there's nothing on the Christmas tree anymore. And the Grinch's heart changes. That's right. Yeah. The song they sing is called Welcome Christmas. Uh, It's a very famous song as well. Like you said, um, you only get to understand half the lyrics because uh, like you mentioned, the other half is in uh, who language. But yeah, his heart grows like like three sizes that day. He is so moved uh, by how, you know, he tried to try to ruin Christmas, but he realizes that's not what Christmas is all about. So uh, he needs to get all of the stuff back once to return the stuff. But the stuff's about ready to fall off the side of the mountain, but luckily the Grinch can summon some, you know, supernatural strength. Uh, he's emboldened by the power of Christmas, the love in his now expanded heart. He picks up the whole sleigh, which has, you know, a bag on it that's like, I don't know, like a hundred stories tall. Like it's this uh this crazy looking sleigh. But he gets on there and him and Max go down into Whoville and you know, bring Christmas back. I you could say that he saved Christmas, but really he ruined Christmas. So basically, yeah, he just uh, just was replacing Christmas with what he right. with what he took. Right, and of course, for whatever reason, the Who's are wonderful people in this version, right? And they yep. let him in, and they let him even serve the roast beast. So there's the final scene is this ginormous feast, and he's there next to Cindy Lou Who, giving her uh, a slice of this who beast thing and of course the max is there and they're petting him on the head and everyone's happy and everything's great and it's all about how you know the grinch stole christmas but then he gave it back and um you know i i do think that he did get some extra strength because his like cardiovascular strength must have also increased (laughs) like threefold i mean there's probably a lot of oxygenation in the muscles that could happen at that point i'm not sure some doctor can tell me it's fine that's right Um, yeah but yeah, so, and that's it. It's it's not a long, like we said, it's I mean, 22 minutes long. It's not a very long film, uh, mm-hmm. but it is a classic. And it was enough to spawn like three other films that are yeah. feature length. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, this this little story um, from a little book, you know, this cartoon, uh, you know, tells tells the story of the book. Um, and like I said, it, it was coming off of the success of like Rudolph and Charlie Brown's. This thing had a pretty big budget. It was like $315,000 uh, for a half hour, you know, feature back in 1966, which is a pretty big budget for something on television. I think if you adjust for inflation, it's like over $2 million today, uh, which is, you know, really quite a lot. But I will say that it looks really fantastic. It has like a cool, like 
it's like snowflake overlay like as the as the show's starting the animation's all really well done um it's it, there's not really much in the way of voice acting you know it's just uh throw ravenscroft and um boris karloff doing doing the uh lifting there but the sound design's really good because it's making a bunch of like crazy noises for all the all the who contraptions and you know as he's stealing the stuff i like um I like he's like stealing the stockings and he just holds up a magnet and it pulls out all the nails like over the over the thing. That's probably my probably my favorite. But uh, yeah, like you said, this spawned some sequels. But before we talk about those, Michaela, what about this version of The Grinch? Uh, 1966. Like I said, this was on television every year. I know um, it was something that I watched every year um, along with those other, you know, kind of holiday classics. But what about you? What, what were your kind of earliest memories of checking this one out? So I think the first time I saw this, I was probably six or seven. I might've seen it earlier than that, but that's what I remember. And I love this story. I always feel a little bad for Max because he's used as kind of a reindeer lookalike. And so, you know, the first time I remember seeing this, I, I talked to my dad who was like, why would, why are they using a whip, you know, to, to whip the reindeer? And my dad mm. had to, you know calm me down and be like, it's a story. It's not real. And Max is fine. It's a, it's a cartoon. Um, I, I watch this every year, um, probably a couple of times. Um, I mean, obviously it's still on TV. So even if you don't have, uh, like public television, if you have a streaming service, uh, it is either going to be on Netflix or on prime or on Hulu, it's going to be somewhere, um, Mm -hmm. on something that you probably already pay for. And so it's, it's a nice, easy, you know, show you can watch it with kids. It's great because it's not super long. So if you are having a get together and you want something Christmassy in the background that, you know, is, pretty tame that's good for all audiences this is the one to have or one of the few to have and Mm -hmm. i do liken this to all of the other things that were done in the 60s right like rudolph charlie brown uh santa claus is coming to town all of those uh all have kind of the same nostalgic feel within me because i watched Mm -hmm. them all from a little kid and what's weird is that it was also you know people's parents feel that way right right like, sure. um because it it's these have been around for now 60 almost 60 years mm-hmm. yeah so it's it's weird to think that yeah like you know for multiple generations now everyone's kind of kind of been watching the same thing and we talked a little bit about this last week with wizard of oz and that you know like one-off kind of really like attention grabbing for the whole like country or the whole world, things like that don't really happen anymore. Um, I was thinking about it a little bit. You have stuff like the like the Hallmark Channel or whatever does like their Christmas movies, but it's it's not really like comparable. I don't think to having something like this. You know, at a time where you know everyone had three or four television channels, so everyone was watching the exact same thing. So this had you know the attention of the of the whole country on it, and then it just kind of snowballed into this big uh, kind of holiday tradition that everyone carried forth with them. Um, but yeah, this is this is pretty perfect little retelling of that story. Um, you know, Boris Karloff and Thoreau Ravenscroft, uh, you know, are amazing in it. But what about Jim Carrey uh, and Benedict Cumberbatch? And uh, let's see, who is the uh, the musical? Uh, Matthew Morrison. What about their takes on these, Michaela? Eh, okay, so I have feelings. So I should say Jim Carrey's Grinch. That was the first film I ever saw in college. 
Um, I did not have a car and I went to a school that was kind of felt like it was kind of in the middle of nowhere. So I had to go with some friends to the movie theater. I couldn't just go myself, which was really odd for me because I was such a big movie person. Mm -hmm. So I remember very vividly seeing Jim Carrey's Grinch. And I got to say, it was not my favorite. Um, They had to add a lot to the story because there's not enough to fill, you know, a good hour and a half worth of, mm-hmm. um, of character development in it. So they kind of make the who's out to be these very greedy, very materialistic folks that were not nice to the Grinch as a child. And so that's mm-hmm. why the Grinch doesn't like them. Um, and, you know, yeah, it's not my favorite. Jim Carrey is great. I mean, he's amazing. The, the, costumes and the makeup is great Mm -hmm. but it's not my favorite a lot of people really love it because they grew up with it It, it's just not my thing i probably don't watch it uh i don't think i've watched it since in in its entirety since i saw it in the theater 20 years ago yeah that one came out in 2000 uh and the runtime on it's an hour and 44 minutes so it's about an hour and 20 minutes longer than this animated version um like you i the the costuming and like the prosthetics that Jim Carrey is wearing his acting in it is is really good and all you know all of the the way that like Whoville looks and stuff like that is is really great but uh definitely not my favorite I will say that there is a Faith Hill uh you know rendition of Where Are You Christmas which is a Christmas banger so put that on your uh Christmas uh playlist out there so that's probably the best thing that came from from that uh that movie yeah, for, for me. sure um, oh i but, do love that christmas song i will say that's the best part about this film for me hands down you were right brian yeah that's right um and then you know 18 years after that we had a computer animated uh grinch come out uh starring benedict cumberbatch and rashida jones um and this one uh you know, uh, this this one's okay, but again, it has to you know it delves into the into the lore of the Grinch, and again, not my favorite. Uh, this one might be more up your alley because you have a kiddo who would probably like to watch this more than you know I would have liked to watch it. You know, by the time 2018 rolled around, I was you know I was beyond my Grinch formulative years, I guess. Right, right. Yeah, no, I I do like the animated Grinch. This one has a much different take. Um, so that people are nicer and Cindy Lou who is really kind of front and center on this um, mm-hmm. in a different way. So she, her mom's kind of a single mom who's taking care of stuff and she wants to do something nice for her. Uh, the town still doesn't like the Grinch, but, but, but it's because he's still really grumpy, but it's different in that you don't, you just feel like the, the Grinch was misunderstood mm-hmm. Um but you don't feel like he was a, uh, at least I didn't feel like he was a victim of like mass bullying the way that I did in Jim Carrey's <laughs> Grinch, right? Where right. they're just so cruel and mean to him that he goes up and lives up and, you know, up in his mountain because no one will be with him. It's it's a very different take. And I, I think that one's probably my uh, favorite of the remakes uh, mm-hmm. for that reason. And I do think, I mean, Benedict Cumberbatch is amazing. Everything he does is amazing. So why are we surprised? But the animation is really great. You see like the little strands of hair and stuff. Mm -hmm. It's it's great. Yeah, it looks really great. One of of my favorite parts about this is it actually had a really good marketing campaign because it it was pretty much getting panned, right? Like no one was like... (laughs) 
was, uh, you know, singing its praises for sure. So the marketing campaign was pretty great. So like all of the bad reviews and all the things saying that there weren't any more original, like, uh, Hollywood stories being out. So you'd see like a billboard of like, of like a review and it's like the Grinch is like painting over it, which I thought was uh, pretty brilliant, uh, you know, way, way to, to kind of market this thing and, and to lean into the Grinch. And then finally we are left with Dr. Seuss, the Grinch musical, um, it's it's a musical and it has the Grinch in it and it has Matthew Morrison uh, from Glee um, and you you shouldn't watch it no one should watch it don't watch it I, if you really <laughs> love it um if you really love it I'm sorry um, if, if oh I is it that bad I you, actually yeah I, I I was kind of over it I was kind of over the whole remaking of the Grinch uh, it it's almost like a Christmas Carol in that it's been done so many times and it's gonna have to take something really amazing to make me watch it so. Good. I'm. I'm glad I don't need to see it now. I trust you. <laughs> yeah. I, I, there are there are better uh, winter musicals, and we'll actually be talking about a a really fantastic winter musical here uh, this month as we go through our holiday films uh, going in. But yeah, that is how the Grinch stole Christmas. Like I said, it's a, it's a story that likely everyone has seen because you've had ample opportunity to have seen it, and it's it's really great. It's a it's a all time holiday classic. Um, one of my favorites, something that gets put on every year when we're putting up the uh, the tree and the Christmas decorations. There's a couple things that we watch, you know, kind of in that, you know, little time period where we're doing all the house decorating. And this is definitely one of those. And now that I've got a couple of cocktails in the back pocket, uh, I can, you know, take a break from trimming the tree and have myself, you know, some Grinch punch or, you know, the Grinch cocktail uh, and sit down, watch this. And that'll be great. And let us know at home if you decide to have a Grinch punch or a Grinch cocktail. We want to see pictures of that. And let us know, you know, which version of the Grinch you like the best. Am I way off on the Grinch musical? Uh, I don't know. I doubt it. But if I am, let us know. And you can do that on our Instagram and Twitter. It's at DrinkTheMovies and on Facebook.com slash DrinkTheMovies for recipes and pictures of our Grinch cocktails. Uh, All that good stuff. You can get that on our website, which is www.DrinkTheMovies.com. And once you're done making up your Grinch cocktail and celebrating the holidays, you know, you should check out Drink the Movies podcast. And where can they do that, Michaela? You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere Anchor Podcasts are distributed. We'd appreciate it if you subscribed. And if you like what you hear, leave us a five-star review because it really helps us get all the Drink the Movies stuff out there. Yeah, absolutely. So I could definitely go for a punch right now. We are in the swing of holiday movie month. So we're going to have to drink this punch because we're going to have to come up with another cocktail and another movie for next week. That sounds good. Well, we'll see everybody next time on drink, drink the the movies. movies. You're a mean one. Mr. Grinch.